Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So <laughs> SpaceX, here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot safely? You know, I'm not a good partner, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. Yeah, I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. You guys ready? Ready for what? Talking Tesla 88. This is Tesla Nation's worst nightmare. I have returned. <laughs> Tom's back. Some of you out there thought, oh, great, two weeks. There's some salient conversation happening on this uh-huh. show. I'm kind of enjoying it. I hope he doesn't come back. You know who you are, but I'm back. <laughs> Robert. And, yeah. <laughs> Robert, I am talking about you. That's I just weird. welcomed you back. I know you big did. Guy. So it's Talking Tesla 88, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but my what? Tesla referral code is ts.la <laughs> forward Jeez. slash Laney9300. And I bring that up for a very good reason. What because good of the reason? Elon tweet storm? I've had a referral oh my as God. part of this new program, and currently... If I'm reading the referral program correctly, yes. and I'm not sure I am I'm because sure I don't think anybody is, I am oh. currently qualified for one of those little electric Tesla vehicles. Cars. Yeah. So suck on it. I want a Tesla. Damn. <laughs> did you see the Elon, And thanks, Tesla Nation. Did you see the Elon tweet storm where some guy complained that there's all these, quote, YouTubers, which I guess doesn't really apply to us? I don't think we're kind well, of. Well, like, we're on YouTube, but we're, we're not really a YouTube. Extremely team. lame YouTube. I was watching YouTube this morning. You were. Does that count? No. It was for all. <laughs> it was for other other folks. I I don't include myself, mm-hmm. but I'm probably included. Basically, people who are using social media to overly promote their Tesla referral code because quote that's what it wasn't meant for. It wasn't meant for that. It was oh, meant Elon for you. said it wasn't meant for that? No, some guy was complaining about this, and Elon said, yes, we're going to shut that down. What? I don't know. I don't know what that means. But for me, I can tell you that having a reach to thousands, maybe tens of thousands of ears every week on Talking Tesla, mm-hmm. I have gotten exactly two referrals. One was myself. I'm up to three. Referring myself. That doesn't count. That's not a referral. You well, know that, right? You understand the, the no, basis No, it does work. Of- it does I, work. I understand that it works, oh, but, but you know you're that, saying that it's invalid. It's, well, I mean, it's so if I buy enough take, Teslas, if you buy, I can get a free Tesla. So here's what no, I'll that's t- a pick. That's like a lottery. No, no, no. Well, there was a the first North American person to sell twenty. Yes. So this is an interesting thing. You could yes potentially go on be a Tesla broker. Thank you. Right, and sell Teslas. Be very, very active selling Teslas. Yes, in hopes of. For for like three four thousand dollars off list, if you really wanted to be sort you of mean aggressive like with take, it, right? Take and a then loss. If you, yeah, and if you sell twenty of them at right. say two thousand dollars off, that's forty thousand dollars. If you're the first person in your region and you qualify for the free car at twenty sales, yeah. you would have gotten a Tesla for forty thousand dollars. Now that's a pretty good risk. 
uh, a friend of mine brought that up to me the other day, yeah. and I was like, wow, that's a little bit sketchy because you because you couldn't sell them. By like, oh, if you buy this and I get twenty thousand and I get twenty referrals first, I'll give you two or three thousand dollars, you know, into the future. Um, Why is this yeah, bad for Tesla for people to do such scams? And I say that in well, you know what? Quotes, if you go to Google, well, what's the problem? We for talked them? about this the uh, like maybe three, maybe five weeks ago. We talked about how if you go on Google and you just type in Tesla or Tesla Motors, ads pop up above. All of the sort of search content. Yeah. And nowadays, you see at least two ads that say, get $1,000 off. And it's actually some person. Yes, I have seen those. Who's, who's using their referral code and they coded it through an ad in Google. Nice. I don't know how much that cost them. I don't know how much they're getting for it. It depends on if people click on it. Like Google's kind of there's 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 two tiers, right? So I should you, like you really pay to have it up there. I should really screw with them and just keep clicking and keep clicking yeah, and costing yeah. them. That, that will cost them a couple bucks a click. Serious? It could. It could potentially. Well, that's the only thing that pissed me off. I thought, damn, this guy's smarter than me and figured it out how to get a bunch of referrals, and I'm just sitting here on talking Tesla once in a while, mentioning my number, and like I said, getting a couple referrals. I, uh, but I haven't gotten any toys no, or swag. No referrals. You've got none. Oh, that's a shame for you. You so know what? I'm up to three. It's selfless because I figure that you know, with the show, there's only a certain number of referrals, and I'm letting you guys have it. How's that? Yeah, Robert. Why don't you think the same way? Uh-huh. I thought you were thinking because I actually at one point didn't I a few weeks back say, Tom, why don't we get you all the referrals? But at the same time, <laughs> as soon as he's gone, <laughs> stab him in the back. We need as many entries as we can, yeah, so we can go see the semi event. I don't. That's the thing about this whole thing that yeah. kind of bugs me, right? So there's this the referral program very difficult, and and so today I logged in and on my referral page is a new thing about supercharging. I don't know if you've seen this on my my Tesla. It's there's a little thing that says supercharging, and I'll read it to you. Please, you have free unlimited supercharging, including your current Tesla and any new Model S or Model X you purchase. If you choose to sell your current Tesla, free supercharging will transfer to the next owner. In addition, up to five friends you refer will also re- receive free supercharging. So. If you use my code, Laney9300, you can get free supercharging courtesy of this show. You're welcome. Why you got free supercharging on your next Tesla? Because you're referring Because yourself. I'm a current owner, and that's the way the supercharging program now works. I'm a current owner with supercharging, right? My used Tesla came with supercharging. Yes. So I am grandfathered in. Now, if I bought another used Tesla that didn't have supercharging, okay. I would not have supercharging on that one. And the referral codes don't work on pre-owns. So does it – since I've owned a Tesla with free supercharging, every Tesla I get from now on will have free supercharging? Unless, of course, they change the program yet again, which Next I think week. they do that every once in a while. I think some days Elon wakes up. He has like a nightstand next to him, and he's got <laughs> let's call him Krugerrands because he's from South Africa. Yeah, and and he just flips a coin and he's like supercharging today. Heads, no supercharging. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to flip Krugerrands in the morning because they're very dense. Yeah, and you could actually hit the back of your hand pretty hard and uh-huh. bruise yourself. Oh, that'd be so sad if you bruise yourself with Look, Krugerrands. Uh, it's Elon Musk. Somebody else flipped them for him. Oh, okay? so he's like, hey Google, flip oh, a coin. My God. Yeah, really, it's a virtual coin. It's the new. All right. It's tails. Oh my God! <laughs> so that means 
did that really just happen? <laughs> oh, you didn't know that was going to happen? I didn't, I didn't know, know that was going to happen. You didn't? No. You could do that with Siri, too. We, oh my we should have mic'd uh, Google. It could be heard. I heard it. You heard hey, it. Hey, uh, can I just, before we get into the show, which is going God, absolutely nowhere. Crazy. Uh, I'm talking about the referral program. No, this no, was I from last get, week's show. I want to make my point. That is, please expect the referral program to be very flexible. So, yes, the most recent letter that came out created an enormous amount of confusion about what's free supercharging. Now there's free supercharging for everyone, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I guess maybe we might talk about that. But the bottom line is, is that they could just flip the switch Mm -hmm. at any point and say, no more free supercharging. Yes, new free supercharging. Supercharging for only people who buy, you know, gray cars. Who knows? I mean, like, if they get to the point where they're producing cars and all of a sudden, for some reason, people don't want the body color roof on the Model 3. They want to sell a bunch of glass roofs or something. They could just tweak the market. And this is this is Tesla being, you know, fickle. Or I guess that's that's my choice of words. So the current referral program started on May 19th. So we're only a few days into it. Right. Ten days into phase. it. The current phase of yeah. this, right? And the first qualifying referral in the new phase is the Founder Series Tesla Model S for kids. For two qualifying referrals, you get an early access token to the solar roof. Yes. Which I don't mm. think is such a great number well, two But gift. they're sold out. They said now the solar roof is done through 2018. Yeah. But what is the but what is the production level? Like are they making three roofs and yeah. have you gotten a letter saying you're in or you're out? No, I've got a little letter that said uh, you put your $1000 down. I did get a call from them last week. Oh, tell. And uh, they said, well, we'd like to start talking to you now, not necessarily about the solar roof, but just about solar in general. They weren't specific. But they said, do you have a one month of electricity bills yet? And I said, I do not. And they're like, all right, let's call us back when you've got one month of electricity bills, and then we're going to have a discussion. But it doesn't matter for you because you're putting it on a small part of the roof of a ginormous structure. Well, for DWP, they really want to have at least one month of electricity bills. Just ask the prior owner for their bills. Well, they they need them because they're relying on some of the federal tax credits. I believe, yeah. themselves internally. So I was going to go through the whole we new went through referral the list last program, week, but, but let's finish it. it no, off. it's fine. Well, for three qualifying car, three. referrals, you get 21-inch arachnid wheels. Which Ooh, you man. don't want. Which you don't want, right? Because okay. those tires are terrible. The wheels are lovely, but the tires wear out, in five wear seconds. out very, very quickly. Four qualifying referrals get you the Founder Series Powerwall 2. That would be pretty cool. That's like a five so, or $6,000 prize. Right, so they go from like cool... Eh, eh, to cool again. And then the f- five qual- – so you sell five trucks or five cars. Yes. And you get invited to the semi-truck Freudian unveil. Slip. We have to get one of you guys i got to go to that. that. we got to get five but, referrals. Come but, on, Tesla. This but, is really why Mel's not part of this whole deal with us is that he doesn't really want to go. Unless uh, there's sliders and Chardonnay. If, if you guys are there, I'm happy to stay home and uh, drink your sliders <laughs> oh, and Chardonnay and watch your, uh, watch wow. your feed. Although I do like it. There's wow. very few things that will get me out of house, but a good Tesla event is one of those things. All I right. will come out of my hole in the ground. But where? Would you go to Tesla the Giga event. Factory? Would you go to Fremont? Would yes, you go to, go to Svarsberg? But the one thing that's interesting is, right, I said that this one just started on May. And this is where it gets confusing for yes. me personally. The last phase went from March 16th, 2017th to June 15th. Yeah. Right? So one hasn't ended Mm-hmm. And another one has begun, right? There's overlap. No, they just modified this one. No, because it's it's overlapped. 
right? Because because the old one had like 20 days left on it at one point. Yeah. And now my new referral program that I'm currently garnering referrals for is 215 days. So it's part of the new referral. So it's like... So you're saying this is really clear and very delineated. I feel like it's <laughs> and not. And we can all just not bother talking about it because it's so, so crystal clear. I feel like maybe you're right about that. I'm so glad that I'm not the only person who's spectacularly confused by the referral program. And that is really rare for you because, you know, typically you are just the confused one. Normally, I'm the only confused one. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to shout out right up front to, to say thanks to Joel Sapp and Mark Bayer. Joel Sapp, the uh, Black Caucus uh, founding member, sent us a lovely series of T-shirts and shirts, not only just for us three, oh. but also for EJ and for Cece. So, oh, Joel, nice. thank you very much. They're very nice. I love my shirt. My kids do not. Really? <laughs> Mark Bayer is from Switzerland, and Mark sent us a really nice note with some Toblerones and some other nice stuff. He's going through some pretty hard times um, physically. And he says he really looks forward to the show to give him a bit of a laugh and, and to get that, him through the week. We are very grateful for that yeah. for that note and for you. And so hopefully, uh, you know, brighter pastures ahead. And thank you so much for the gifts. I personally, huge fan of Toblerone. I am. I've already eaten mm. mine. What? Huge <laughs> fan of Mark, Toblerone. thank you. Get better soon, my it's friend. It's a good thing you have the towel on the table because I'm starting to drool. I know. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's get into the actual show show. We've already started with the pre-show, which was all about, uh, you know, supercharging, free or not. And yeah. my not clear what I'm doing. Uh, I and let's that part was clear, no? Okay. You know, I had I had some interesting supercharger experience. I, ha- I was going to throw some of these screenshots in. I went to Oxnard, right? This was uh, mm-hmm. a week ago yes. after the show. After the show, you took off to Oxnard. I went, boom, boom right to the supercharger and... There it was. An entire crew of folks working on the supercharger. It was all guys. There were no girls. So I was going to say guys, but then I said no. Do they wear jumpsuits? No, they were wearing all sorts of stuff, a lot of orange. Bummer. And there were two, you know, and then I went back like two days later, there were two huge cement trucks and they're pouring mm. cement and they had all of the bollards out in pieces. It looked like a Lego set. We were talking about Legos. Mm-hmm. They're unboxing a bollard, right? It's a big cardboard box, bag of screws and nuts and stuff, pieces, wires. <laughs> and the I listened to the show last week. You did? And you, what? And what? you made the critical mistake. Oh, what's that? The critical mistake was you asked if you could take a picture before you took a picture you asked for forgiveness not, not for permission. permission next time get in there uh, and just snap away and, and I, I was like yes. as soon as you said it i was like oh big mistake because of course they're gonna say no well but if you've already taken a picture then they go please no pictures and you're like oh i'm sorry and you walk away <laughs> but yeah. you've already got the photo Words to live by. Yeah. I was going to say like that the real trick is to turn the silence mode on your phone to turn it to silence. So when you're taking pictures, it doesn't go. Ka-ching! And that way they don't know you're actually taking pictures. <laughs> but actually looking on the inside of that supercharger. Yeah. Meh. It was just a few meh. wires and a little bit Wise. of stuff. So uh, is there 16 in there now? How many did they put up? Is it some huge? Number? I there heard 16, but I counted that they were working and pouring cement um, platforms for 10 more charger plugs. I didn't go back out there today because I needed an I'm extra going out sleep. there today. You are? Yes, I'm headed to Oxnard today, so I'm going to just drop by and I see what's see, going I want to see. I want to hear. And were they only building superchargers? None of those additional level twos Correct. anywhere? Well, they have additional level twos over by the 
the whole paycheck. But they're not Tesla level twos, right? They're no, just they're regular. Not. And, are they, like and they're one... not free, correct? They're charge points or something? No, like they're, they're, there's three free ones. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Now, the reason this is important, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is because when you come back from a rocket launching event at Vandenberg and you come back because you haven't got quite enough charge because you didn't have you know, a full tank when you left Vandenberg, mm-hmm. you always stop at the uh, Oxnard Supercharger. And so does every other Tesla owner in California <laughs> right. at the same time. So uh, 20 plugs would be nice. It would be really nice because last time we did that, I had to wait for like half an hour to get charged and I was all upset and I you said right. things and I, and I started interviewing people and uh, they're like, what? Talking Tesla? What are you? Are you an idiot? And it's, it's bad. <laughs> Everything was bad. Uh-huh. I suspect there's going to be another charger on the other side of the freeway in the other parking lot, which is really remarkable because it's closer to the In-N-Out Burger. There, if you look at the map, there is some supercharger that's happening right near the Oxnard one. Yes. There's another one in Thousand Oaks, and there's yes. another one in Calabasas. And everybody outside the country, or California, or LA, could, not could care. care less. Yes, exactly. So I think we should move on. Let's talk about Elon's tweet and All Autopilot 2.0. Yeah. So we we were talking last week about what's in the latest Autopilot 2.0 and what is coming because T- Elon said that he was going to make or he the team. The team of those guys rowing away are going to make autopilot, quote, smooth as silk. So we were thinking and I was thinking and people have been tweeting about what are the things that we still kind of are looking forward to in autopilot uh, 2.0. And we've got perpendicular parking coming, rain sensors, right? And that's something I noticed as well when you're driving along. It's not sensing the rain, and hopefully they throw in that feature where when you've stopped and you're going to get out the car, the with the intermittent windshield wipers don't dump on you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't. Improved web browser. He says it's going to be much better because right now it's kind of clunky and slow. It's a little slow. You, you not only have to be on autopilot, but you have to be like uh, parked to be able to use it. It's so ah bad. It's just slow. That's my biggest complaint. A guy. Now this is a tw- this it's is like Wi-Fi in your car. There's a web browser. In your cars, people. But it's slow. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have flash player, so you also, can't watch video. You have these in your phone. Oh, you're pointing you at your These in your iPhone. pockets as well? Yeah, your so, iPhones. so here's a way to get Elon to respond to your tweets. You ready? Go. Okay. Say, my little kids, dot, dot, dot. So some guy, uh, I don't remember his name, tweeted Elon in one of these long back and forth tweet sessions. Uh, you know, my little kids... Uh, I've been asking me, Daddy, when can your really cool Tesla be a Wi-Fi hotspot? Do you think a little kid uses the term Wi-Fi hotspot? <laughs> yes. Probably. Actually, yes. yes, I do. All All right. could well, configure it for you. <laughs> I was duped. And so Elon said that that's easy. You just need to develop the software for billing. Like, we're going to do this. And that's kind of a cool idea. So like – Oh, for billing. So you're paying them for your Wi-Fi right, hotspot. Right. So when you start downloading your 8,000 gigabytes of 4K video from Netflix, Tesla doesn't have to pay for it. Elon right. could have said, hey, if you have an iPhone 6, it already is a Wi-Fi hotspot. You're welcome. That's right. And then there was also <laughs> a fellow who was complaining that he's tall. I'm tall. He puts the seat back all the way. I kind of put the seat back most of the way. Anyway, he can't get in and out of his Model S very easily. And he loves the X much better. But Elon said, I don't know how this kind of became related, but that when you get in and out of the car, they're going to build in the feature that the steering wheel retracts. In other words, the steering wheel goes towards the dash. That would be amazing. And up away from you as you get in and out of the car. My uh, new truck 
Does that what? what? A truck? What? My new what? my new truck. You got a you got a Tesla pickup? Yeah, I did. My new Is it pickup a prototype. The, when I get in it, and it's an 04, It's very old. The the steering one of the features is the steering wheel goes up and in a little bit. So a lot of room getting into the car. And this brings up an interesting point that I wanted to ask you gentlemen about. When I I share a Tesla with my wife, so we have two settings. Um, let's be clear. Your wife has a Tesla and she lets you drive it sometimes. <laughs> On the weekends, occasionally, if she's still asleep, I get to get in the car. But when I do, the problem is she's a she's a, a smaller lady, yes. smaller than me for sure, and her seat is way forward. And the only way, because it doesn't have uh, at least I don't have it may work for this, but my fobs aren't set up for like if I come to the car in this fob, it automatically sets for me, and if yeah, if she I... goes to her car with her fob. But the the situation is I have to sit on the car sideways, right, with my feet on the ground, and then lean over and push my profile, and I oh, sit right. there, and the seat goes back with my weight on it. I'm kind of a big dude, right, two fifteen. I'm not proud of it, but there it is, <laughs> right. And and I was wondering, I was going to ask you guys this question. Hey, do you think that I'm causing some undue wear and tear on that seat motor by sitting there? Because there's really no elegant way to get to that button and not be sitting, in my opinion. I hmm. agree with you. And uh, the answer is yes. I would speak to your – next <laughs> week uh, we'll be speaking to Tom's seat in the Tesla. But don't, <laughs> but don't, you, <laughs> but don't you think that the, the, like there, it should be fob awareness? Yes, they, yes you're that's right. in my that's that's, a, that's supposedly in my car. I have fob awareness and I actually had uh I remember going through the various menus mm-hmm. and uh the fob that was in my pocket I believe I linked it to my uh position. So what I should do is a little experiment on I'm going to see if I can get that in mind cuz I have a we have a much older vehicle. It might so. be, you know, all fobs are possible because yeah. your fobs actually have a, a some sort of an ID yeah. chip in them. Mm-hmm. I know that if you lose all of your fobs, mm-hmm. you are out of luck because they have to actually go into the car and crack into the security and it's like a $1200 ordeal yeah, i've like, lost a fob and it costs uh 450 they are now down to 165 oh, lose away and why do i know this <laughs> is because i have what five fobs now right i had three from the old car just because one of them started breaking and i got given a nice new fob and then i got two new fobs for the new car and i've struggled with how to protect my fob for so long now mm-hmm. that i went ahead and got the silicone fob covers that's what i use my yeah. wife uses the little uh, leather one that tesla yeah. gives you we got the silicone ones in the one and only time we went to tmc right. connect yes right. i got one of bag. those too right amazing i love that well fob. they've upgraded them and i went ahead and popped for like 50 bucks worth of fobs yeah, fob a- covers you can go on Amazon and there's a whole bunch of different colored Tesla fobs now that's kind of Yeah, cool. they come from Abstract Ocean. And actually, I, he didn't give me any special deals or anything, but I looked on his website mm-hmm. and I noticed that he had like a extras page and on it, it didn't list any like great podcasts. And I wrote him back and I said, hey, you know, you should list Talking Tesla because, you know, maybe one or two people will actually look at your web page and, and link to us. And he did. So and- summary, uh, you want, and it is possible right now, we believe, a fob <laughs> that as you walk up to your car, it sets your position in the car. And Elon is tweeting, 
Not only that, when you get in and out of the car, we're going to move the steering wheel out of the way. And you tried to blow by the fact that you bought a gas-guzzling car (laughs) a couple of weeks ago. That's true. And Tesla Nation now needs an explanation. That's true. I I have a new driver in my home, so I had the need for a new car. As you know, we are very close to Model 3. I'm we a, are? Didn't know. I'm a day one uh, registration holder, so my hopes are that I will have a Model 3 very shortly. I also have uh, a family, children, a wife, and we love to join and enjoy the outdoors and yes. to go off of the roads and stuff. So I bought an older vehicle with a lot of mileage, so it didn't end up in a landfill. I didn't buy anything new. It's a it's a lovely vehicle, and I'm going to make it into a very capable 4x4 machine that hopefully I will not drive very often after I get my Model 3. So you brought up a very good point to have a big truck that can go off-roading, that can do all the stuff that you need to do. The electric version of that is called a... Doesn't exist. Is this thing on? (laughs) There is no version for that. And so there are still these cases where there is not an electric vehicle to do the thing that you want it to do. But one interesting thing that this could bring up for all of us is it's allowing me to look into portable solar power... uh, you know, there's these flexible solar power panels, right. panels that overlanders use and dual battery systems. So hopefully I'll have a lot more knowledge about dual battery systems and, and solar, uh, you know, charging of those systems moving forward. So hopefully there'll be some show benefits out of it, even though I am slowly uh, destroying the world. Sorry. Well, yeah. whatever. Okay. I'm trying to drive it as little as possible. Luckily, my commute's very short yeah. and my Model 3 is Got to be close. I look almost every day. Am I ready? Can I please design mine? I wonder what the uh, feasibility is of going to one of these EV converters to actually either make a large SUV, which is not available electric, make it either electric battery electric hybrid or battery electric pure vehicle. That'd be cool. Probably cost $1.6 billion. Hey, let's talk about Tesla anti-selling the Model 3. So somebody put this in here about the lease program yeah, so this is just for people all, with S's and X's. This is all of the evidence and all of the backup of how Tesla is trying to keep people from putting money down on Model 3. And I had this experience just this weekend. I was working a shift. Uh, two emergency physicians side by side listening to residents talk, 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 talk about the stuff that they're doing. And we're obviously distracted talking about Tesla stuff. Thank you. And the other attendings like, you know, I should really get one of those Teslas. I'm like, yeah, you could get it free supercharging if I take my code and blah, blah, blah. And he ends up going and he, what does he put his money on? A Model 3. Yes. And I said, you don't realize you're not going to get that car for like a year and a half or oh, two you, years. You tweeted that. We know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was very happy. Yeah. I didn't put the picture of him buying it. I don't want to. He was very happy because he put a reservation down on a Model 3, even though he knows he's not going to get it for two years. Yes. So this is where Tesla's like, you know, we don't want all these people all jazzed. I'm just kind of in the mind of Elon and Tesla team. We don't want all these people all jazzed up. They're going to get a Model 3, Model 3, excellent Model 3. It's going to be all this news about Model 3. Everybody's going to jump Model 3. But really, you know, hey, man, you're a doctor. You've got some extra cash. Buy a CPO Tesla. Buy a new Tesla. Speaking of a CPO Tesla, so if he did not care about autopilot, right now today in the store, there's a white 85 2013, only Mm. 25,000 miles, which as you know in a Tesla is very low. 
$49,500, white solid paint, body colored roof, 19-inch wheels, standard uh, free supercharging, yeah. dual charging, smart air suspension, interior lighting, and the tech package. Wow. That's a pretty good deal. That's exactly my car. Maybe this I have a few more car. miles on it. No, this one's got black interior. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yes, you can get a full-on Tesla. And then and people just don't realize that it's the difference between a Mercedes 5 class and a Mercedes 2 class. You know, it's a big difference in the type of car, but people don't realize it because yeah. there's, none, there's none out there. There's so few out there that people are chasing them down all over the place. Oh, they don't realize it because there's been this information curve, right, from Elon, right? When they announced the Model 3, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. And now he's like, whoa, we better walk that back a little bit. It's going to be nice. It's going to be good. It's going to have good range, but it's not going to have – it's not going to be a Model S. It's not going to be a luxury vehicle, right? It's it's got less storage space, and we're going to get into that a little bit moving so, forward. But yes, they are definitely anti-selling them. And so what they're doing is they're contacting people who already have Tesla leases that are sort of coming due, basically telling them you can extend your lease, which would, in the end, make your leased Tesla less expensive for you to buy. That's pretty cool, actually. Potentially, That's- when you learn that, your ass is so much nicer than the Model 3. Yeah. Yeah. But those S's uh, and X's, well, mostly S's, are pre-autopilot. Uh, right. They're, they're telling people – they're sending people all of these enticing emails. So two people have shown me their emails that they've gotten from Tesla sales representatives that say things like, hope all is well. And I really hope you're still enjoying your Tesla Model S. Tesla has just lowered the price of the Model S 75 by 5000 while making a few more features standard in the vehicle. Or they're enticing people to come out and check out the P100D Ludicrous yeah. with enhanced autopilot. And they're offering free 24 to 48 hour drives from the Tesla showrooms. So they're really pumping it up to get people to buy the S. Yes. And more than 50%. So now the CPO website is kind of location specific, but more than 50% of the Model S is currently for sale on my local CPS website. If you put in Zip code nine one three six seven, for instance, right? This is the these are the cars that will come up. More than half of them, yeah. at this point, have original autopilot, right? So that that's very new. There used to be one or two with original autopilot, and there are there is one currently for sale in, at a ninety D with full self driving capability. So it has autopilot, wow, the newest so autopilot. It's that's coming a, out already. It's an expensive car, but right. it, it's it's only got fifteen hundred miles. But for instance, right now, you could buy an 85D with 16,000 miles, original autopilots, 19-inch wheels, premium seats for $75,000. only has 16,000 miles. That's pretty good. So there's good deals on the website, and it's impressive that only six months after a full hardware 2 has been rolled out, they're already starting to show up on the certified pre-owned, which is exciting. And so the bottom line is, you can get an amazing car still. They're probably having a bit of a lag in their sales volume or in their production versus sales volume of the newer cars because people are, you know, within weeks, actually, within what's today. Today is Monday we're recording. And on Friday, they're going to start showing off the Model 3 to at least the people who are the high rollers from the the referral program. And when you say showing off, that means they're having an event or they're going to start there delivering is an event founding at the factory. series, no. you think? No, no, there's an event at the factory where they're going to show the Model 3. There's speculation out there. We don't know if they're going to actually show cars that are coming off the line 
I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just going to show off the cars they've already produced, which people are estimating are somewhere around the 100 level. And are they cars. going to announce a date of the first delivery, you think, think, on so. this event? I no? think this is going to be probably a more hush-hush or at least more low-key uh, event for super Tesla fans who've done, you know, five or more referrals, I think is what it took to get into this thing. Mm. Now, you are going to a, an event at the same time. Is that correct? It is. And I'm not going to speculate here that I'm going to get to see the three, but I am going to the Tesla Owners Club Directors Meeting. So all of the Tesla Owner Clubs that are sanctioned, not all of them, but I mean, whoever responded of the Tesla Owner Clubs are going to be meeting in Fremont on the first, second and third. And we're going to have uh, Tesla sliders and shardies. I cannot believe that you're they're having that event at the same time they're doing this other event, and they're not going to say, "All right, come on over here, let me show you a Model Three, big fellas." Yeah, big fellas. It's a two tent party. You can't come into this tent, right? Well, I don't know. We're going to be there all at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But of course, their goal for us is how to better organize the Tesla clubs so that Tesla clubs can support Tesla owners or. Or potential I Tesla think, owners. I think what the first thing that happens if you're a Tesla VIP, they give you a T-shirt and it says, you can't sit with us. And it's directed <laughs> at you guys. <laughs> well, let's talk about more about Model 3 versus Model S. You've heard all this anti-selling. We heard the hype. Yes, uh, Model 3 is going to go, go great. Then within the last few months, it's like, everybody settled down. It's not going to be as great as I said it was going to be. <laughs> the Model S is great. The Model 3 is good. Really good. And so there is this sort of sales guide that's now been published that's uh, on the Tesla website, and it actually changed on Friday, and I'll get into that in a little bit of detail, but it goes through Model 3 versus Model S Mm -hmm. and what you get on one versus what you get on the other. So it's a comparison chart, and I assume that this is is for the first Model 3s that are coming off the line. Mm Mm-hmm. So, actually, I did a little video on Friday for the Patreon folks. That was uh, nice of you. We were doing a little test of the studio, and I got uh, Jess and uh, Josh up there, and I just asked them a few questions. What do you think about all this? And it's interesting because I did some screenshots to do that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yesterday I was looking at the page, and it's changed already. Well, of course it has. Thank you very much. I met a lovely <laughs> Patreon subscriber while I was doing my show in Las Vegas, oh. a Patreon subscriber slash ER doc at the show. <gasps> Lovely gentleman. Thanks for stopping by and saying hello. So let's first talk about the size. So uh, the Model 3 is going to be about a foot shorter than the Model S. It's kind of like Robert's the Model S and, and you're uh, the Model 3. Exactly. <laughs> that's just about correct. <laughs> Uh, what? So that's fine. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a smaller car, but they don't say anything about the width. They don't say anything about, uh, you know, the turning circle and stuff like that. So why don't they tell us a little bit more? They know now because there's Model 3s everywhere yeah. on Tesla Rati and all the other websites, these sightings. So it's going to be a bit shorter. That's good. Easier to park, I assume. Yeah. Fits better in places like Edinburgh. Probably a little Hong narrower Kong. in the back would be my guess because the, you know, the S flares out a little bit in the back. Um, performance is the next thing they looked at. So 0 to 60, they say for the Model 3, 5.6 seconds. Boo. Versus 2.3 in That's... the fully souped up version. <laughs> All right, I was kidding. It's not really a boo. 5.3? 2.3 seconds. Ridiculous. Now, here's where it starts to get interesting because they keep on this chart, it's 5.6 
acceleration of Model 3, which is great, but they don't give a range. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the S, they're like up to 2.3 seconds. So if you get the fastest Model S, mm-hmm. uh, you can go at 2.3 seconds. I'm going to come back to that because now let's talk about range. And don't get me wrong, 5.6 acceleration, That's 0 to 60 sweet. is super fast. It's more than super zippy. I mean, it's going to feel like a rocket ship. So there's zippy. They're super zippy, yeah. and this is more than super zippy. More than super zippy. More than super zippy. I mean, that's almost this. the zero to 60 on my original S. And when I got that, people were like, whoa. They still, I take people for a, a, a fast, zippy drive, a quick, I should say, quick drive. <laughs> and people just like, they grab for stuff. As soon as I hit that accelerator, oh, they're grabbing for something. My uh, wife was uh, showing off the zippiness of the car, and I was sitting in the back seat. And i got to tell you, the zippiness is way worse when you're not in charge. It's like, <laughs> could you not do that? That is a frightening speed. I heard you say that to me once. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. It was a big year, a year ago. So let's talk about range. Now, this is really important to me. So they say the range on this comparison chart for the Model 3 is 215 miles. And they mm. keep sticking to this. Really? Uh-huh. Is it going to be 215 miles? The Bolt, 238. And then they say the S, and this is where it's interesting. The S gets between 250 and 330. So they give you a range of all the different S ranges Mm -hmm. from the little battery to the big battery. They do not give you a range for the Model 3. Are they saying that there is only going to be one battery configuration to begin with? Is this what they're saying? I think think it's what they're saying, but I just can't imagine that it's true. And I have some... Uh, monetary reasons that we will talk about later as to why I don't think it's true. It's just a little strange that they're they're not they're just not anti-selling. They're super duper anti-selling. I don't believe that the lower end range is going to be two fifteen, but they've said it is. You don't? Why do you not believe? Because I that? just think, from a marketing point of view, you've got to be as good as the Bolt. But you're better than the Bolt right out of the gate because you can charge faster. Know, but from a marketing point of view, just slap a couple of extra cells, give me 245. But there's only going to be one battery. We've talked about how there's going to be a 50 and a 75. Everybody's talking about that. I think it's and they're 50 suggesting and 70. No, or 70, 50 and 70. But they're suggesting from this thing that there is not going to be a range of batteries, at least at the beginning. I'm tr- really trying to sort of pass this out because... I hope this isn't true. Well, we'll hopefully find out about this specific stuff in this Model 3 launch event. If there are no finite details this late in the game, that's going to be a little bit upsetting. I don't, I mean, obviously it's not going to be like ground shattering if if Elon doesn't come out and say, all right, we're going to have this battery and that battery. But it feels like from all of the leaking that's been going on that yes. there are two batteries, right? Yes. A 55 and a 70. Right. And there are two price points, 35,000 and 42,000 based on just those two battery sizes. And again, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into this in a lot of detail in a couple minutes. Well, I think that we should really be happy all about the ambiguity because you know what? The Tesla team... Elon, they're just providing us with at least 40 minutes of crap to drone on <laughs> about true. every freaking week. So much fun. All right, I'll try and keep moving along here. So passengers, <laughs> it's a smaller car. They say the three can only get five people. The S can get up to seven, although it was noted that two of those seven people are very small. And facing backwards. And facing backwards. Uh, so this is the rear-facing seats. So obviously you're going to fit five in your S much more comfortably than you in a much more smaller Model 3. Supercharging S. Free with referral. We've talked about that enough. <laughs> On the Model 3, 
paid. Uh huh. So are they suggesting that there is not going to be free supercharging in any way on the Model 3? So you're saying with this particular thing that you don't even think the 400 free kilometers are happening with the Model 3? They didn't not. suggest anything. Oh. They just said paid supercharging, not 400 free, not referral, you're going to get some free. They just say right. paid. Right, because that's the current program, right? If you buy an S that well, theoretically, if you had bought an S, right, you'd only get 400 kilometers. Right. And I really, I was, I'm, the saddest part about missing the last two weeks is I didn't get to ask you the question and see the sadness on your face about the fact that you didn't get the 100 right. with free supercharging. Yeah. That had to have irked you a little bit oh, more did. than you let on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Especially with your back and forth with your Tesla representative, right, that you had. No, that's never going to happen. No, that's never going to happen. And then, boom, it happens. Like, well, that's annoying. You know, the people on the front line at Tesla, unfortunately, are kept very much in the dark. And if they do know anything, they are, you know, basically they have their nuts in a vice. That's probably not a term I I I would use. I would almost. But they, you know, they'll lose their job if they reveal anything that is sensitive. But I would almost, if I was you, send that email chain back to them and be like, I want a hundred battery. This is bull. I want an upgrade. So remember how this went down. So Robert was uh, wanted 100 with supercharging for life, and they're like, no, 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 it's possible. It can't happen. There's just no way. The physics don't exist. And then like a month later, oh, yeah, when a, with a referral, you can have 100 <laughs> with free supercharging. It's ticked off a lot of people on the uh, interwebs and the Reddits. As and, it should have. And so that just goes to show that most of us have way too much time on our hand to devote this kind of <laughs> I'm kind of ticked too because I would have loved 100. Right. Again, I mean, I drive my Tesla like five miles a day, but still, I would have loved 100. I mean, I went from an 85 to a 90. The 90 is dual motor. It's got substantially more range on it, which gives me a lot more breathing room. I'm not nearly as... Um, I don't need to be as cognizant of the fact that I've just driven, you know, 50 miles. Tomorrow I'm going to have to drive another 50 miles. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be near a charger for another while. The chargers are not reliable here or there. And will I make it all the way around and back to home? If you're just commuting, you know, 20 miles, 10 miles, back and forth, Trader Joe's, supermarket, baseball, whatever, you're not doing a whole lot of driving, it's not a deal. It's not a big deal. But if you're somebody who actually covers distance, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I would rather have the 100D. All right. So now let's talk about cargo space. The S has an internal cargo space of 30 cubic feet. The Model 3 has 14 cubic feet. And I've said this on the Patreon thing. The internal cargo space of a Model S is actually fantastic. Substantial. Huge. You can put so much crap when you Mm -hmm. take those seats and you throw them down. And It's one of the things that I really sell, used to sell to people. Like Model S is, it's a big car, but but you can put a lot of crap There's more. And there's there's front space, there's front space. The Model Three, the Model Three space is going to be half that, fourteen square feet. And I looked up to find out is that good or is it bad. And it turns out the Honda yeah. Civic is considered to have a lot of internal space. Mm-hmm. It has fifteen cubic feet, so the Model Three is going to be good, though not spectacular. And I also assume this is for the single drive version Model Three and includes potentially a tiny bit a of tiny front space. Frunky. Well, right? I don't and think they're going to make like, that. I don't think they're going to make a separate frunk for dual drive or single drive. Again, well, the frunk is smaller though. Smaller like in, in the, the dual S. drive, it's smaller in the S, much right, smaller but space. They, but if you only order a a, do, a rear drive Model Three, I don't think they'll have a separate frunk compartment that's larger, a second frunk compartment. No, but you don't. So you don't think there's a frunk on a Model Three? Is that what you're saying? I think there is, but it's probably very small. And you don't think it'll change when they add no. the dual drive to the? I expect not. Again, Tesla's so a trying big to empty space. 
like underneath plastic, right? Where like so where the motor is, they're just building plastic into a, an empty space underneath it. That that would be weird. I see where you're going though, because of production simplification. One part, you know, they can just order four hundred thousand of whatever that Frunk liner part right. is right now. So right. if you do not have a Model S, you have no idea of the greatest feature of that car, and that greatest feature of the Model S is the Frunk. And I'll tell you why, Tom. Shut the Frunk door. Because that frunk is isolated from the cabin. Are you saying shut the frunk up? <laughs> no. It's isolated from the cabin. Uh-huh. And you know what you need to isolate from the cabin? We've talked about this in the past. You your golf shoes. Your stinky-ass golf shoes Stinky golf shoes go in the frunk, and they don't stink up your car. It's one of the greatest things that's <laughs> ever happened in the history yeah. of car making. So hopefully the Model 3 will at least have enough frunk space for Mel's stinky shoes, <laughs> even though... Uh, have we had an update in the last couple of weeks? Are you getting a Model 3? And Robert, are you getting a Model 3? I Let's, have finish off this. Let's finish yeah, off okay, this I'm sorry. Uh, comparison Please. and then ask that question again because I think it's going to be very enlightening. Okay, Okay. displays. In the Model S, you've got two um, displays. We've done this ad nauseum. The Model <laughs> 3 is just going to have one center display between the yep. passenger and the driver. Uh, you mean no heads-up display? No ah. heads-up display. Customization, I don't really care about. 1,500 different ways to configure your S, 100 for the 3. And this can all be about the different paint colors because, you know, mm-hmm. you multiply this paint color by that trim and mm-hmm. you can – And the wheel choices, right, and all that stuff. So that's not that important to me. Delivery, here's an important one. Brand new, configured, I want everything, bell and whistle, Model S, I'll get it in a month. Model 3, if I go today, I can't, but if I could, today, go on an order, it's going to be at least a year before I get that puppy because there are so many back orders. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of these features changed since Friday because they've added since then, now you can do... Full self-driving capability in the Model 3. Okay. The Mm. Model 3 has aluminum and steel body. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Here's a big one. Yeah. Coil suspension in the 3. Not smart air suspension. That's sad. That is a huge deal because a few weeks ago when we asked everybody at the table here, what are some of the key features you want to have on a Model 3? Yes. All of us said air suspension. And for me, it's just because I can't get into my driveway without it in the S. Mm. The same... For me, this is a huge deal. Yeah. We're going to get back to how huge a deal that is in just a second. Huge. Now, huge. again, I presume that this is just for the first cars that are coming off the line that this will change later, but we don't know. Now, optional glass, not panoramic roof. Did not Elon show off? What does that mean? You can have sort of, it's like a moon roof. It's like a split up uh, glass. So there's on the three roof. roofs right now, or there were three roofs. Now there's two, right? There was the body now color roof. Mm-hmm. Yes. The all glass roof. All glass, panoramic and the, all glass. No, not. Let him finish. All glass and panoramic sunroof. Please explain. Okay. All body color roof. Basically, if you've got a white car, your roof is white. And you see nothing on the inside except headliner. The all-glass roof, what I have, is a piece of glass that stretches from A-panel support crossbar to the C-panel support crossbar. Nothing at the B-panel, the B-pillar. So one huge piece of glass. That's all-glass and panoramic sunroof, which is a two-pieced roof. It does have a bar between the B-pillars that goes horizontal, and it opens up very broad, very wide. That's probably why they call it panoramic sunroof, not because it's necessarily a panoramic view. And so they're saying that the all-glass roof on the three is not going to be standard, though every single three that I have seen has had what looks like a 
all-glass roof. And I thought that was unusual because I started looking into this whole business about how could they possibly afford to put an all-glass roof on all the Model 3s. They're trying to keep them cheap, Mm -hmm. etc. Or not cheap, but, you know, low cost to produce, low cost to buy. Mm -hmm. And I went and I even found the place where they're making the glass for the Model X, right? That amazing front window on the X Mm -hmm. is, is made in another continent, on another it's, continent. Yeah. It's made on the South American continent. Ooh. It's made in Lima, Peru. There's a glass company down there. Sweet. That's where they're making it. And it turns out that that huge window actually provides a lot of structural support for the car. That glass is very strong. They glue it down, and it's it's as strong or stronger than a body panel type section. Right. And the reason that I ask about the option is because body color roof is no longer an option on a Model S, right? Correct. It's only sunroof or glass roof. And the sunroof is, here's something interesting. The sunroof is required on the S if you want a roof rack, but we have seen pictures yes. of the Model 3 yes. with a roof rack and without the sunroof, I believe. Yeah. We're not sure. It looks like uh, maybe it was an all glass panorama. Uh, all <laughs> there, I go. An all glass roof. Uh, very interesting. We'll see how that works out because the bummer that I had was that on my roof, all glass roof, couldn't get a rack to bolt on. But I can talk about that. And and, and and to avoid any confusion, right now on the Tesla website, they refer to it as either glass roof or sunroof, not panoramic sunroof. Like right, they they've simplified the vernacular, and that's what they're calling it. And the sunroof is an additional $33 a month, basically. So now ask me the question, Tom, and I'll try and give you an answer. So, Mel, yes. I was wondering, in all of these conversations that we've had over the years, there's been, I'm definitely going to get rid of yes. my S and buy a 3 yes. and because I want the smaller car. I don't like to drive the big S. Yes. Uh, Mel, are you going to get a Model 3? No. Oh, what? Wow. Tesla Nation was, just. What? There was not even a, a hint of Belgium waffling at all in He's that. He's going to save his money for the Y. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely want the Model Y. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but if it doesn't have air suspension and it still has a coil suspension, would you get a Y? Well, that, we're jumping ahead. Let's do Model 3 first. <laughs> so I don't really need a Model 3 right now. Okay. And that's been the problem is because I jumped when the fully autonomous driving thing came on the S. I jumped and like, I want to play with that stuff. Turns out. I could have waited because it really hasn't gone anywhere in the last six months. It's still trying to catch up. It's not working yet? I made a mistake. I have a little bit of guilt about that because I could have waited six months in a perfectly fine Tesla and got a Model 3, although it's probably, I'm still, as an early reservation holder, probably at least six months away. According to Model Three Tracker, according to Model Three Tracker, I am like wrong. February, March. Yeah, but how is that? But it depends on how many are ordered, I guess. I by employees. So have you done Model Three Tracker yet? Recently, I did it last week. Did they ask you if you bought or reserved more than one car? No. Eh. So it's. Okay. I don't think it's accurate. So the point is, uh, Sorry, right guys. now, Model Three. No, because. It's interesting that air suspension to me is such an important thing. I would not get one of the original ones coming off the the lot. So are you anti-selling the Model 3? Are you telling people I'm, you should buy a Model S I'm with Tom's code? for me right now. Yeah. I really want that air suspension. So what I will do is I'll keep my reservation. They can have my 1000 bucks. They've got two of them. And then once the dual drive comes out... And once the air suspension comes out, which I'm hoping would be six to nine months, then I will think about it. But I don't need it for me. This you now comes back to the discussion we've had a number of times is like, what do I get my kid when he goes off to college? 
a $40,000 Tesla is a ridiculous car, but that's really who I'd be getting it for because I want him in a safe car and I want him in an electric car. And if this Tesla network thing is real while he's in college, while he's learning Why electrical is it a engineering. Ridiculous car? It's too expensive for a kid. You know, it's a philosophical thing. I think your first wow. car should be a piece of crap ten thousand dollar car that's going to that, break down. That's that, what we all had when we grew up. When buddy. you get hit by a bus, no, you that's break the your femur. That. That's the downside. And then you withdraw from college. I want him in the safest car for that reason. So I'm tortured. Yeah. So since I will be able to afford it, I will get him a safe car. But I'll rationalize it. By the fact that if he has fully autonomous driving and the Tesla network is up, he can put it on the Tesla network all day and it'll pay for itself. We'll just put it, you know, we'll just wrap it. We'll do the wrap. That's right. We'll wrap it so it looks like a crap car. But the point is that air suspension thing, I think for me, is such a huge deal. For most people, maybe they don't care. But once you go air suspension, it's hard to go back. Yeah. I have it said every time I get to my house. I was reading this guy's... um, tweet back and forth with Elon about the retracting steering wheel and how difficult it is to get it out. You know, when my car gets to the end of my block as I'm turning onto my block, I hear this and the car's already pumping up. So when I get to my driveway, it makes it easier to get in and out of the car. That's fantastic, but that's a luxury car feature. That is not a Honda Accord feature. And I can say I'm not a luxury car guy, but if that's a luxury car thing, I'm, maybe I'm a luxury car you're guy. Because I don't be, want to go back. You're getting to be an old man, Mel. When you get to be an old man, you've accumulated more wealth. You can afford the luxury car. You know, as an example of that, um, my father-in-law, who's 84 years old, who just got the Bolt, there was a really funny discussion as we were going to get the Bolt and I'm helping him out. And the guy goes, sir, sir do you want any up- options on this upgrades? And he's like, all of them. He's like, uh, <laughs> well, all of them's like, this is my last car. You know, I'm not going to be alive forever. This is it. I want all the toys. Yeah. One car, I want all the toys. He's like, done. Yeah. <laughs> Ludicrous. And he is loving that car. I can't tell you how much he loves that Bolt. That's so good to hear. Because it's so easy for him to drive compared to his old car. And it's the parking and all the cameras. He's like, I can park this thing anywhere. I'm like Superman in this car. And the getting in and out of it has been better for your mother-in-law as well? It has been fantastic because you can jack the seats up and down. He's got it jacked just perfectly so grandma can slip in and out of that car fantastically. And finally, it has satellite radio and he puts it on the Elvis channel, which is, you know, Elvis. She's from that generation. She just loves Elvis. So every time she gets in the car, Elvis is playing. It's the greatest car ever for him. So let's do Model 3 sightings. Let's keep this moving because this is going to be one of those really long shows. Model 3 sightings from Teslarati. Teslarati saw, has pictures of a presumed signature red Model 3. It looks beautiful. Remember there was a signature red for S and X. Now it looks like there's one for Model 3. Do you want one? It looks beautiful. Elon's little surprise. Elon's little gift to those who stood online day one. I would not get one. Tom? Uh, yeah, I won't. You just like white. We're, we are <laughs> Tom a bunch just of white wants, Tesla owners. Tom will take one that is not even so, painted yet. He so just wants to get the freaking so car. So here's where I am with it, right? Like, I think, I, I think I've gotten to the point with it where I'm going to take whatever Model 3 I can get the fastest and yes. lease it. And by the end of my lease, this is my hope. By the end of my lease, Hope. I will be able to upgrade maybe to a Model S Ooh. with 20,000, 30,000 miles and all like all of the CPOs in three years will probably have full self-driving capabilities yes. and I'll be able to have driven the Model 3 
for a few years and then gotten back into the Model S. But I don't know. That's just like, again, I go back and forth all of the time. I've got a question for you. Oh, Let's please. say there are people like in my situation where they'd love to get their kid into a Model 3 because of the safety and the other issues of the environment. But like me, they don't want to drop that much cash. They think it's kind of silly. How many Model 3s, secondhand CPOs, do you think will be available a year after the launch? Do you think people are going to flip these first cars that come off the lot so that a year from now, when my kid goes off to college, I'll be like, secondhand Model 3, thank you very much, take 10000 bucks off the top? I Probably. think there'll be a fair amount. I don't think it'll be as much because this is why. I believe a lot of people who buy less expensive cars keep those cars longer, where people who buy more expensive luxury vehicles tend to want to flip in and out of their cars often. Yeah, and but- especially with the Model S, you've gotten a lot of... A very accelerated technological upgrade kind of situation has happened. How many people who are buying the Model 3 up front, not Tesla employees, Solar City employees, et cetera, but actual Tesla owners, are people like maybe you and I who are going to be like, well, we're going to support Tesla. We're going to buy a Model 3. We'll drive it around and we'll go like, what? This is not an S. This is nothing like my car. I'm going to sell it. That's what I'm hoping, is that there's a bunch of Tesla fan peoples who -hmm. are going to buy a Model 3 just so they can get in and experience it. And then a year from now go, I don't really want this car. I want the luxury version. And I'm saying do that because there's at least one guy out there that will buy it from you. Mm. Hey, the Model 3 roof rack system, we talked about this. This is from Tesla Rally. So uh, there's this whisper bar system that's a low noise, low drag. And we saw pictures of a Model 3 driving around with a roof rack. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so your question was, was this a glass roof? Was this an all steel roof? It's not an all steel roof for sure because I don't believe that's an option. But but the point that I was trying to make with all of this is – because it only has 14 cubic feet of internal space, right? Right. And right now in your Model S, I know I've gotten a bike in the back of it. I know you've gotten a bike in I've the back of yours, I've gotten a bike yours, in the back right? of it. I've gotten you, three. There's no yeah. possible way right. you'd be able to – or okay, I shouldn't say One no possible way. One of those cloud way. bikes. There's very, it's very unlikely that you'll be able to get a regular bike inside. Well, if you pulled the wheels off and you're very adept at sort of um, – tetrising your car yeah yeah i've seen a guy with like a uh fiat 500 e with a racing bike but it'll be it'll be much more difficult to get your bike in a model 3 than model s so i feel like it's going to need to have the ability to have a rack system yes and so this is this car that was on this Tesla Roadie website. It's impossible to tell from the angle they got a photo as to whether or not this is an all glass or not. The interesting thing about this is the way if you look at the uprights on this particular rack, yes. they go over onto the body colored rails, yes. which is very, very different than how that rack system works on the S. They yes. sort of sit right on top of the glass. Yeah, it's like they've maybe developed some sort of a linkage or some kind of a, a attachment point that sits between the glass roof and the side support. It also sits very, very forward on this Model 3, right? It's almost right at where the uh, the sun visor would be is the four four farther frontmost point on where this thing is attaching to this Model 3 in this Tesla Roddy spy photo. Yeah. 
I think it looks really cool. Yeah. At first I thought, oh, that's been jury-rigged. But I don't know that it was because it actually fits really nicely, smoothly, yeah. the actual pillars on the car. And they just threw some big box on there, which I suspect is probably full of lead because they wanted to test how heavy the box could be. And when you're driving at highway speeds, does it vibrate? Does it pick up a lot of wind? Is there any kind of right. you know degradation in the quality of your drive? Well, they have to test. They have to test you know, like how much the roof rack has capabilities, right? Most of these factory roof racks are only for about 100 pounds or less. So they have right. to figure out how much that is. They have to figure out if they put, if you do put a big air like Yakima cargo box on top, how much is that going to affect your range? Because the car's sure. not going to know, right? It's not going to be able to factor that in, and at least not right away. Obviously, as you drive, it'll learn, you know, what your range will be. When you put one of these racks on an all glass roof, which I haven't seen done yet because obviously the three is not out and it's not available as an, there are no attachment points on a Model S all glass roof. So what I did before I bought it, I worked with the other Gordon at Tesla in Santa Monica and Gordon actually went so far out of his way that he got a buddy's sea sucker, sea sucker, S-E-A sucker. It's a suction cup bike mount and other mount system. So you put these suction cups, there's like four, three, three or four, I can't remember, three or four across this really like aerodynamic flat bar with like two to four attachment points for bicycles. And you pump these things so that they suck all the air out of this like probably four or five inch suction cup. And this thing grabs onto the car. So he actually went and got one of these bike racks for me, brought it to the Santa Monica store. We went to an all glass roof. We put it on, we, you know, suctioned it down and we put his bike on top and this thing was solid, so solid. So on an all glass roof, there's really no problem. You have to, you know, invest four, $500, maybe more if you want a bigger rack mm -hmm. to put the sea sucker on. And I don't get any money from them, but I think it's a great product. Um, and could you imagine driving with your bike above your head and you can see it? So one of my... When it flies off, you'll know it's gone. One of my great fears, yeah, right. Some bird comes along, you hear a thump, you look up and you go, oh, bad. So one of my fears is driving into like a parking structure, tired, you don't really think, oh, right. Oh, dear. I've got three bicycles on the top of my car and <laughs> they're worth a lot of money. Yeah. And then you get into the parking lot. <laughs> so that would be really great for awareness that you've got something up there and it would be just kind of cool to look up at it while you're on autopilot yeah. just as an aside uh when we're talking about roof racks um when i was a surfer i was driving down the street and i was looking in the rear view mirror and i'm like why is my surfboard flying through the air <laughs> uh, did you just have it like i forgot to strap it down oh. i hopped in the car i was tired post night shift drove off and you got up to about 50 miles an hour and then the surfboard became aerodynamically uh, you got to 50 miles an hour wow. with a, yeah. a surfboard the, that wasn't strapped at all yeah i had the the front part which was turned down so i presume that was sort of just holding it down until uh -huh. i went over a bump and then it went airborne. <laughs> uh -huh. thank god there was nobody behind oh, me thank yeah, that would have been terrible yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to have roof racks, yeah. show some roof rack safety. I don't yeah. know what that means, but make sure you tie your crap. Roof yeah. rack safety. That sounds like a good like nonprofit to promote safety on the highway. Exactly. Or a punk band. Roof rack okay, safety. Tesla Model 3, what battery cost will uh, this be profitable? So Teslanomics, which is a great <laughs> YouTube uh, – it's a new guy on the block, basically. And this guy is named Ben Sullins. And I don't know what his background is. Maybe he's an economist because all his stuff is about the economics of Teslas. Mm-hmm. So he asked the question, what would be the kilowatt hour price mm -hmm. for the battery 
for Tesla to really start making a profit out of the Model 3. And he goes through a number of assumptions, something like, you know, usually the cost to build a car is about 40% of the sales price, and then there's all these other costs that would go Mm -hmm. in there. It's going to be more for an EV because batteries are more. But if you basically go through and listen to this show, he comes out that you need to get the price of the battery down to about $130 to $120 per kilowatt hour for Tesla to start making money off the Model 3. Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly where they are yet. That's pretty low. So, Tom, give us some math and try and make it simple for us to work out how much Uh, money they could actually make out of this car. I'm going to try to. So, let's let's assume $130 a kilowatt hours as a a cost, right? Okay. Okay. So, as a cost. And and Tesla wanting to keep a 25% profit margin. Right, so I wanted to figure out kind of what does it, what does Tesla have to spend to build this car? Yes, right. At fifty-five kilowatt hours, at one hundred and thirty dollars a kilowatt hour battery size, that would cost Tesla seventy-one hundred and fifty dollars. That's in cost. Okay, a seventy kilowatt hour battery at one hundred and thirty is about ninety-one hundred dollars. So that leaves Tesla the rest of the car for for the seventy kilowatt hour battery. The rest of the car could cost them twenty two thousand dollars. Okay, so again, your Model Three, you're assuming a seventy kil. This is the assumption: Model Three, seventy kilowatt hour battery at forty two thousand dollars, which is sort of what people are estimating okay. the high end battery okay. would be. Right, twenty five percent, or or at that. Twenty five percent profit mm-hmm. is is approximately uh, ninety one hundred dollars of profit per vehicle, right? Twenty five percent of the forty two hundred. It's a little 000. bit more than that. Yeah. Okay, um, but it, it, in that ballpark, right? So then, if you're again, if you're if you're saying that the kilowatt hours is ninety one hundred dollars, then they have the rest of the they have twenty two thousand uh, dollars to spend on the rest of the car now. If, but the interesting thing that you that you get into is if you look at the 55 kilowatt hour battery at 7150, the additional cost to them, if this is actually their cost to build that battery, is pretty is pretty marginal, right? Like there's a, there's a slight difference of you know what just under two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but they're charging an additional seven thousand dollars for that. You know, if the prices that we assume, right, if the right. fifty-five is thirty-five thousand and the seventy is forty-two thousand, that's a seven thousand dollar difference based on just the battery size. But the actual cost to Tesla is only five thousand dollars. So, if you assume a twenty-five percent profit, the first three hundred thousand cars of the seventy kill, if they're all seventy kilowatt, that would bring three point one billion dollars in profit at the twenty-five percent margins if they're going to build that. It's a lot of profit. Yeah. If the, all of those cars were only 55 kilowatt hours, that profit goes down to $2.6 billion. So there's an incentive to Tesla to make most of those, if these assumptions are correct, to make most of those cars that are initially coming off the lot, off the line, the big 70 kilowatt hour batteries. But the other, the interesting question to you gentlemen is, do you think that it, it feels to me because of that $7,000 price difference Tesla's bump adding an additional five grand in profit if you're getting that high end hmm. car. That just seemed excessive to me. Well, it's a lot, but that's always how it is when you do these options. These options are worth, you know, a car mats, really? $1,000 for car mats yeah. that cost $25. Yeah. This is done all the time. Yeah. So I like this sort of number. Are they down to that $130? Yeah. 
dollars. Nobody knows the Teslanomics guy and other people have said once they're at scale with a gigafactory or two or three, they mm-hmm. can probably get it under a hundred. And this right. once you start getting under a hundred dollars per kilowatt hour, mm-hmm. electric cars become as cheap or cheaper than gas cars. And under this model, every ten dollars in cost they bring down is another seven hundred dollars in profit. That's impressive. To to the for per I think car. the limiting factor at this point is how many twenty one seven hundred cells can they pump out in the next three months, six months, year? I think they're going to have a problem because that gigafactory is still like twenty percent of its planned size. It's not that big yet. And I think you'll see in the first earnings call that uh, Tesla won't be making any money on the Model Three, and that'll be the headline: Tesla's losing two thousand dollars for every Model Three. But if you understand the economics of this, it's like it's fine because as we ramp up production, down comes the cost of the battery. We quickly move from losing money to making right. money. I mean, they'll have internal numbers, right, of what it costs them to make per vehicle, but their outside investment spending on other things is going to definitely cause them to have problems. I mean, especially if you think about the first quarter of sales, right? All of the costs for building the lines are going to be in those quarters and the additional gigafactory ramping up is going to be in those quarters. So. And it's also your analysis also makes me believe that there will be more than one battery when they first reveal and unlike this comparison chart that we've been talking about that's only going to be 215 miles that they're has to be an extra battery, and they will charge a premium because that will be much more profitable. For and them. what they'll do to drive people to the 70 is they'll do what they always do, right? Get the 70, and your uh, delivery date is is sooner. Get the 55, your delivery date is going to be later, right? Yeah, but Elon said he's not going to use that paradigm this time. Yeah, he did say that. I don't know how far he'll push that paradigm. Anyway, let's move I on. think they just want to get cars out. They want to Fast. get employees driving them. Yes. They want to do their basically their beta run on the employees. So employees will be getting cars July, August, September, oh. and we'll start seeing cars maybe by October. I'll, I'll take one. I'll take one in October. Yeah. Uh, autonomous driving. I'm going to skip uh, one of these uh, yeah, things. I'm going to go straight to autonomous anyway. driving. Electric! As an article, NVIDIA is the brains of the Tesla autonomous driving, right? We all got that. So cool. Now we're getting some data about this. The drive is called the PX2, and it's described by NVIDIA as the world's first AI supercomputing for self-driving cars. They say that this is equal to the processing power of 150 MacBook Pros. Really? Zippy. Yeah, well, the NVIDIA chairman at CES last year, the GPU is 512 cores. Really? <laughs> the, that's the GPU, not the CPU. I know the, they're doing processing through the GPU, and GPUs are a lot faster. But when you say it like that, 150 MacBook Pros? This is, this is Moore's Law. What the what? Yeah. That is crazy. Now, they say on the NVIDIA site that that uh, processing power would allow them to do level four. Yeah. But they might have to have two of these to do level five driving. Remember, level yeah. five driving is... All autonomous, all the time, no matter what happens, whether there's snakes on a plane and there's snow and everything. Right. We've taken the steering wheel out of the car and it has double fail safes, right? And and again, some of the reason for having two of them, right, is if one fails. So my guess is they'd have two two very individual power supplies, two very individual electrical harnesses to make sure that if one gets surged or something happens to one, the other one is still working. And there's probably even like a third fail safe, like this failed, this failed. Pulled the hell over. 
Yeah, they are I'm saying sure. that Tesla is actually going to try and do level five autonomous driving with one of these puppies in there. Yeah. Now, this is a fairly easy thing to upgrade. It's behind the glove compartment. They've made it easy. But it seems that... But I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah, I'm sure. That neither NVIDIA nor Tesla really knows yet if this processor is able to do level five yeah. autonomous driving because they don't have the data yet. So the, the processor, the little whatever, it's like a circuit board with a bunch of big plugs that uh, NVIDIA chair was holding up mm-hmm. is actually not the one that's in the Tesla. The Tesla has a modified version that's about twice as big. Right. It's not the dual core or the dual computer brain version, but it is a souped up version. Yeah. And evidently that's what Tesla uh, and the engineering staff think they can use to get all the way to five. Right. So I posted a video in the show notes to the NVIDIA chairman talking about it at CES. And it's good to watch. Very, it's, very fascinating. He's not the best speaker, but yeah, it's a good thing to watch. The self-driving video part of it starts at about 40. You know, they do all kinds of gaming stuff in video as well. But so the self-driving part starts about 40 minutes in. Uh, there's some really cool stuff at 49 where there's a demo drive, and then at 5130 there's a really, really cool part. So if you want to just skip ahead in it, it's cool. The dual core that they're, that he talked about is capable of 20 trillion deep learning operations per second. Yeah. So this is like – this is why AI is something to be concerned about. 24 trillion. I can do one per second. But he had – there's multiple things. The thing that was really interesting about the NVIDIA demo that they pulled off is as you're driving – so let's say the computer – Uh, is driving you most of the time, and then it knows it's about to get to a very difficult spot, Mm -hmm. it won't turn itself... It'll turn itself off and say, hey, you got to take over the driving, but it's still going to be working with you, right? So at at, at, in the demo, they talked about... uh, They showed the computer saying, like verbally saying to you, uh, there's a bike 45 yards up to the right. There's a motorcycle coming behind you in the center lane. And this thing also, they taught it to read lips, right? So if you say to it take me home, but you've got the radio blasting and your kids are screaming in the backyard, it's watching your face right. and can read lips. I and most that's... people, according to this this thing, most people can read lips at like a 55% uh, accuracy clip. Okay. This computer can do 95%. That's so cool. I want the computer in my car to know better what I'm saying, but <laughs> only when I want it to hear what I'm saying. I right. want my computer in my car to say, wash your mouth out, young man. <laughs> How dare you? But I think that's an interesting thing that NVIDIA and I'm sure other car companies are thinking about. But basically, if if it's too difficult to drive, the computer's still going to keep you aware. It's going to notice if you're falling asleep. Maybe it'll give you a ding. All kinds of other things. It'll know if you're angry. I thought it was interesting that NVIDIA, if you go, you can go search around their website for their AI computer products and such. I went through and I looked at their data center GPU. That is the thing that gets installed in the mothership where all of the cars are talking back and it's assembling the map information, which is constantly changing, right? Somebody throws a cone down in the road, the map has changed. Somebody, you know, changes the light pattern at a stop uh, intersection. Like Mm -hmm. now they've thrown up a longer left turn arrow. The patterns have changed. So the thing is to continue learning. So they use this enormous uh, central data center GPU and they called it the Tesla V100. Um, it's also known Interesting, as Skynet. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no. no. But again, like the map changes anytime someone jaywalks, right? The map changes. That's if true. Something runs out in the middle of the street. The map changes. And that's... Well, those are like 
second to second changes, which is something the car needs to adapt to. Mm-hmm. But as far as the central brain, that is considering what is the overall structure, the net that you're going to drive through and right. the guy two miles behind you is going to drive through mm-hmm. and the guy or woman 100 miles behind you. Right. That's, that, that's the one that goes to the central processing unit and probably the car can access, but in an anticipatory fashion. We got to say thanks to Kyle Day, yeah. who um, in this electric article has, shows pictures of him actually pulling out this processing unit, so we could all see it. A few and, people have popped it open and say, "Oh, it's in there." This guy yeah. actually pour, pulled it out and goes, "Look, everybody, here's the self-driving and he, thing." And down to the circuit board. I mean, it was like, "Whoa, dude!" And I, I like just looking at his tools. Um, I presume that Excuse he me? is a super geek what that he can say? put it back in. I, I was looking at his cool tools. All right, some some renewable stuff. This one's not very exciting, but just from electric. Tesla said they're going to release an update so that you can, in your car, look at your power wall, look at your solar city stuff. Well, it's not solar city anymore. You can look at your solar roof, and it'll all be available in your car, and you can work out you know, just exactly how many electrons you're driving on are completely renewable from your Tesla products. Can I say distraction? <laughs> I mean, this came out of a tweet. Somebody <laughs> tweeted, at Elon, am I ever going to be able to monitor my solar from in my car? Elon responded, yes, we're going to put an app in the car. Oh, shocking news. But you know what? Congratulations on that guy for getting Elon to respond, which you also managed to do very yeah, nicely. Isn't that done, a high five? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, still sure. overexcited about that. All right, now let's talk about BMW and EV light pole charging. And I bring oh, this up please. simply because this was one of the first Tesla shows we did. Tom's got his Rav uh, EV. Mate, rest in peace. Um, and he's going downtown. And you plug into a light pole yeah. that has a solar charger thing on it, and you're yeah. like, I've seen the future. Uh-huh. I don't know and it is light pole charging. And that is on the opening uh, sort of song. It is. And so now BMW is putting some cash into this. Mm-hmm. And in Seattle, in Portland, and in Brooklyn, they now have 700 cars. They have light pole charging. Mm-hmm. They have J1772 adapters. And mm-hmm. uh, some of the people are reporting this is this is the end of car ownership as you know it because as you expand out these networks and you have all these light poles and these chargers, you'll just walk up to the car that you want right now and drive off. I would like to send a shout out and kudos to the BMW PR department for getting this story <laughs> in at all. Seriously, this is maybe the most Unimpressive, unimpressive yeah. story I have ever written, read about light pole charging or any kind of public charging system, right? So reach now, BMW's car sharing service, right, which is has the 700 cars as Mel uh, mentioned, and in in partnership with Illuminosity, what a great name for a company, that is right? A great name. Has developed a that, light and charge system, that's right? right? That jacks you know right, right, electricity right. off of street pole lights. So they've made a 1.2 million dollar investment. Uh, that was M, million, not B, billion. Not T, One, trillion. <laughs> $1.2 yeah. million okay. dollar investment uh, it, with Reach Now. Uh, and they put the first station in Seattle is in the zoo because they're like, oh, the zoo, it's the most visited cultural center in Seattle. So let's put the really? let's put the more one, than the Space Needle. That's what it said. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just reading the article, right? And they By get school one children point, in buses. They get 1.3 million <laughs> visitors a year, and they got the mayor and all kinds of people out there. How many charge stations do you think they put in, Robert? Two. But uh, Mel. Three. Uh, it was one, uh, and uh, the <laughs> oh. first of twenty. Oh it, it, it's God. it's got one charge point fast charger yeah. and and some other like normal level two 
charger like right, uh, situation so um again very nice job by the bmw pr department to get this to be a story at all Whatever. um and then the, the and, and an update on the city of los angeles right. so when i first talked about the light pole charging they were supposed to have like 27 by the end of 2016 and 100 by the end of this year according to the website uh, at the Bureau of Street Lighting, which is in charge of these electric stations in L.A., there's been 23 of them. The worst map ever. You can't zoom in on it. You can't find out exactly what these locations are. So as far as I know, the one is uh, still at the Broadway, near the Broadway Central Market. And there's another one at the intersection where my RAV4 was demolished <laughs> on uh, Kester and Van Owen, which I've never seen an electric car parked at yeah uh those are the only two that i've actually seen well i threw in a while i threw a picture into the show notes because my son was uh walking around like in west la and saw one of these street pole charges hey dad oh, nice. check this out and it's on venice boulevard near the helms bakery and i thought really when am i ever parked at that one spot and need, uh, if this is a trial thing yeah. that's great well there's actually a rav i'm sorry a um fiat 500e plugged into it yeah I'm going to check this thing out. That's really exciting. But there's only like 10,000 electric vehicle plug-in cars in West L.A., and there's one parking spot. Yeah, I mean, they are very far behind their 100-charger pole goal. But again, if this thing works and and more and more people, if they're not constantly being iced, I don't know that they are. They might be. It's hard to know. I think the they're, curb they're is cool. not painted blue, for example, although that does signify handicap. Yeah. I don't know if this is a restricted parking spot. They, they, they typically make the meters a different color. Yeah. And there's a sign on it. I don't know what color it is, but I believe the one downtown was a different color. And yeah, just to, the, to stop the ice cars parking in there, even if these become quite frequent, they have to stop the uh, ice cars in there. So that's going to have to be some substantial fine. If you yeah. park in this spot, you get your head cut off. But, hey, let's talk about superchargers because that's a real network that's getting bigger all the time, Robert. <laughs> a lot bigger. Robert? That's right. Uh. So supercharger update. The list this week is the longest in recent memory. It's very long. there are only two new open superchargers to report. Uh, Warwick South, which uh, mirrors Warwick North in the UK. These are on the – I think it's the M1. Uh, there one is so that if you're traveling southbound, you get off, boom, there's a supercharger. Mm-hmm. That's the one that just opened. The northbound has been open for, I think, a couple of months now. And there's another one in Schaffhausen, Switzerland. Schaffhausen, it's a charming little town near Germany. There's a quick home video somebody posted. It, it hasn't been seen by many people. It's like, like 7,000 views or something. But I'm going to put the link in there because it shows you this beautiful little idyllic Swiss town where you now can drive your Tesla and charge it. I think that's in a French-German accent. I think that's his Swiss accent. <laughs> well, it's on the border of Germany. Yeah, it's, okay. it's fun. But there's a lot more. There's uh, seven under construction, four newly permitted superchargers, one in Michigan, haha, where you can't buy a Tesla still. Uh, and so international. It's exciting. This update that I give does not include the supercharger expansion. And so I've asked people to tweet me about supercharger expansion, and I visited a couple. So I went uh, back to Culver City just a couple days ago and grabbed another shot. There's four new charging spots. So now Culver City has 16. Yes. Excellent. They were all full. When I, I went there, mm-hmm. by, of, by, of long-term drivers, I'm sure, just well, having to charge. No, nobody in the, in your neighborhood using those superchargers. Tesla right? has abandoned this, Tom. You got to give it up. Hmm. 
But Tesla has abandoned it. Metro I have not. Tesla has abandoned I a lot see. of things we have not abandoned on no, this show. you're Let's... holding on. <laughs> but what I found was really kind of interesting was that it doesn't appear that Tesla has prepared themselves for the large-scale supercharger rollout because the the so you know they're like charger one a b charger uh-huh. two a b so now they're up to chargers eight mm-hmm. a b they basically had to pen in the <laughs> eight on a b sticker and the same thing for the seven they had to modify a one with a sharpie to make it a seven that's terrible isn't that sad that's terrible that tells me that tesla's got to order some more stickers and they need to get those stickers up to like Freaking 20. Also, Tesla uh, graphic design department. I know how to use Illustrator. And if you need somebody to help uh, put together a sticker package for you, Ooh. I uh, could potentially be available for the right price. Although I do not want to live in Fremont. So remote working. Oh, it's uh, in Menlo Park that they do all this. I don't want to live in Menlo Park either. We had uh, the Masons who uh, just stopped at uh, the Tahone Ranch and they said the 10 Superchargers are open there now. It was six. Now it's ten. Thank you. Anybody know what's going on at Harris Ranch? Harris Ranch. I have not heard from Harris Ranch. But in England, there's one supercharger that's getting like a 10-up expansion. I don't have the names here in front of me because I didn't prepare and open up my Twitter feed. So there's two uh, two superchargers in England that are getting major upgrades. Oxnard is getting larger. I thought it was 10 because I thought yeah. I counted 10 uh, bollard. You know, they were pouring concrete one day, but it turns out it's only eight. Mm. So now Oxnard's gone from 10 to 18. Sweet. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty good. I counted a- any of these spots could go up another, like Culver City could go up another 16 easily, and Oxnard could go up another 20 easily by not encroaching on any like this is all distant parking spaces but they are putting up confusing signs which people are noting in oxnard they have like multiple different signs one says uh limited parking 30 minutes it's a red tesla sign but it says limited parking doesn't say ev charging only Mm -hmm. so the the supercharger team is having to negotiate with all of these locations because these locations when it comes to christmas they don't want to shut out people from parking and coming and buying stuff at the stores because they're having to reserve spaces for people who might come with electric cars so they're saying okay these have to be general purpose slots yeah. And but we're going to limit it to 30 minutes. But Tesla's in a quandary because they need to put these superchargers in places where people want to go and hang out for a little while. So they can't necessarily buy their own piece of, you know, quiet property at two when, or three blocks away because people just don't want that. What's happening to all the gas stations that aren't going to need needed anymore? That's not happening anytime soon, buddy. Let's move uh, on and talk about SpaceX ooh, and aerospace space. quickly and then we'll do some letters. So here's a little bit of an update in SpaceX. Did yeah. you guys know that 94 percent of all SpaceX Falcon 9 rockets? launches have been successful. Did you know that? Did no, you I, know that I did know that 6% weren't. <laughs> oh, okay. But I hadn't done the math. You didn't figure, you didn't do the reverse. So this is a short little article uh, from Recode.net about SpaceX's success rate. They've had 34 attempts, three failures, three very different failures, one on the launch pad, one in space, and one where... Uh, where it exploded in space. That was the RUD, I believe, is what we're referring right. to that one was. And the third one was sort of a half measure of unsuccessful, where one of the deployments worked and the other one did not work. It was like they were supposed to put a satellite up and send something to the space station, and the thing got to the space station, but the satellite didn't get deployed properly into its right, right orbit. Um, so the so two 20, and a half failures. Yeah, yeah, two and a half failures. So the 2015 explosion apparently cost NASA $112 million and SpaceX $260 million. 
So thank God they've only had a couple of these things fail, right? And and that also cost them that uh, space-bound to the space station, the space-bound espresso machine, which mm-hmm. is still, still yeah, that tugs my on heart. my heartstrings. Yeah, that breaks my heart as well. And so that's pretty interesting. So that's a pretty decent success rate for a new launch company. Uh, if you go to spaceflightnow.com, you can see the launch schedule for the entire planet. There are a lot of rockets going up generally, but let's focus on SpaceX. The next SpaceX launch is Thursday afternoon. Yeah. And it's at 5.55 Eastern Daylight Time, and it's an ISS supply mission. And that is going to go from the 39A launch pad in Cape Canaveral. Then again, on June 15th, they're going to have another one in the same pad. And if you're on the West Coast and you want to watch another Vandenberg launch or you want to stay away from the Oxnard Supercharger on a day (laughs) where it's going to be somewhat busy, that date currently is June 25th. So you can do two things. Plan your summer camping trip around that and go watch uh, the Vandenberg launch from, say, Point Magoo State Beach or something like that. And then... The third quarter of this year is bringing us our first ever Falcon Heavy launch. They're going to do a demo launch from the Kennedy Space Center. They are going to put that thing up in the air and I assume going to try to land three rockets at the same time. Who doesn't want to see that? Raise your hand uh, if you don't want to see that. Oh, I what? No hands have gone up. I am so going to be there. The cool thing is that Elon has sent out tweets that show that they have already test fired in McAllen? No, in uh, maybe it was Brownsville, Texas, wherever. In Texas, they've already test fired two of the rockets of the three on the Falcon Heavy. So they're going to test one more. And then I guess they'll bolt the thing together yeah. and get it ready to go. I want to know. You're not going to go to Florida, are you? I want to go to Florida. Are you going to go? I want to go, I want to, go to Florida. Florida. Really? Yes. You're so far away. I know. Will they the ever launch footprint. a Heavy from Vandenberg? I don't know. But to Maybe. imagine to see those if it's three a, come back, oh, probably, that would be cool. Probably not, because that's only for like polar orbits. Because you know you can watch it on the on the stream. So right? Vandenberg is going to be yeah. like early in the morning, I believe, like one thirty in the morning. It's a very tiny launch window, I believe, from the yeah. Vandenberg thing. Well, let's do an app and media pick, and then let's do letters. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've got an app pick, and my app pick is sort of pedestrian. The Amazon app on iOS is fantastic. The problem with it is so easy to order. That I do. <laughs> so easy to spend money? And I do. And? And I do. And my does. media pick is an anti-pick. Um, I was looking at the ads for Baywatch with The Rock, and it looks so terrible, and thankfully it crashed at the box office. <laughs> I saw... Wow. Uh, I have a media pick. My, I, If I had to give you an app pick, the newest app that I've installed in my phone is the AMC Theaters app. So you can buy mm. uh, tickets and pick your seats. Uh, there's a oh, local nice. theater near yes. us that has the full reclining sleeping seats, which has had the unfortunate effect in my family of allowing us to never go to the movies if there's not a decent seat available at that theater because oh. my wife refuses to sit in a chair now and watch a movie. That's Are like you the- going to see Baywatch? No, but okay. we went and saw Alien, and then <gasps> and and oh. and oh. is it good? Oh, I mean, I didn't personally think it was amazing. Uh, no, but you I will want, probably love I it. Love I don't the know. Alien series. It's much more. It looked like a horror movie. It's a lot different. It's not a horror movie. That's the one reason I'm I good. didn't want to go is because I I'm kind of a little bit of a fraidy cat, so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to. That's not my media pick though. Although mm, I'd give it a seven. Okay, seven, okay I'll give it that. a solid That's seven. That's pretty good. And then my actual media pick is an older 
a mini series on HBO called The Night of, starring John Turturro, which I just watched all eight episodes of. It's a pretty interesting. It was originally a, a James Gandolfini piece, mm-hmm. right? He he is currently listed as the executive producer. Yes, I believe he was supposed to take the John Turturro part at one point. And then Robert De Niro was supposedly attached to it at one point as well. I think personally, John Turturro did a better job than either one of those guys so would have like done. This is like a mafia kind of thing? It's not a mafia thing. It's a look at the New York City criminal justice system. So oh. it's, a, it's a crime that's committed and then sort of what happens to the victim – uh, victim's family, how the DA works, how the how th- it's kind of slow. It's mm-hmm. it doesn't move very fast, but I think it's actually very very interesting to sort of watch this guy's sort of uh, what would you call it? Like just journey through this criminal justice system. Hmm. Rob, do you have anything for us? Yeah. So I rediscovered an app that I had on my phone when I started to put more collages of pictures together to send out in tweets like of these superchargers. And it's called Pick Joiner. I really uh, – Jointer, J-O-I-N-T-E-R, P-I-C-J-O-I-N-T-E-R. I really like it. It's pretty simple. I had to buy the upgrade to really do what I wanted to do with it. That was Tom's knees, by the way, in the background. <laughs> and um, and it really, it's cool. You can adjust it. You can make some pretty cool uh, collages. And I've done that now. And I'm going to continue to do that to increase the quality of my Twitter feed to the many followers out there who love Tesla. And then media, I went back uh, and watched the last episode of the Mars series, the Mars yes. miniseries. Yes. And I was left hanging. Yes. I won't say what happened. No spoiler alerts. You know, I have to say, overall, I only give it a seven. I think it was. I'm you, sorry, his seven got a heavy sigh. My seven got a. a that's pretty good. That's yeah. Very maybe it should really right? be more like a five. Yeah. It wasn't. I don't know. I got more and more into it as time went on. I didn't like it at the beginning, but but I what I it. really liked, what I really liked, is they have these extras, and there was an extra in there about the Voyager series, not the Voyager series. Sorry, the two Mars landers. God. Right. Uh, I'm blanking on names. Mars Lander the 1 rovers. and Mars Lander 2. Yeah, the rovers. They had names. I forgot their names. But I was Red just... Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> Can <laughs> Rover 1 come Rover. over? They had like an hour and 20 minute documentary on the whole program and what happened and how, you know, they super outperformed, right? These things were only supposed to go for 90 soul, right? 90 Mars days. And they ended up going for over a thousand. And it was really wonderful. And you know what I realized is that every day on Mars that these rovers were charged up, they were driving. Not every day. There were a few there were a few like winter episodes where they had to park the thing like banked up on a hill so it would just charge and stay warm. But for many, many days, yes, Tom. Well, I just wanted to get let you know that uh, the first rover was Spirit. Spirit. The second rover was Opportunity. Opportunity. Which is still active and uh still active and launched like fifteen years and ago. And then according to Wikipedia, the uh Led to another mission, a bigger rover, Curiosity, in 2012. Is yeah. Curiosity on Mars? Yeah, there's more rovers now on Mars. But the bottom Is that line the one was... that found the cat and then killed it? <laughs> nice. Curious. So the bottom line, this is the point I'm trying to make, is that these rovers have been driving around on Mars. How are they driving around? There are programmers and drivers here on Earth who are maneuvering these things. As opposed to where, Robert? Over various terrains 
around various objects, looking at the entire surface of Mars. We have driving no, experience on Mars. Yes. They're not they looking have... at the entire surface of Mars. They're looking at very small sections of Mars. No, they're getting like overpasses by satellites. They're using 3D glasses to see what they're doing. It's impressive. They This is basically auto- not on autonomous driving, but it's actually human driving on Mars. We have that experience now. I didn't realize that. So they're getting the 3D GPS uh, maps ready for when we get our Teslas to Mars <laughs> so that we can drive around fully autonomously. Yeah, because they can say, hey, right, avoid this area, sand trap, avoid that area, you know, broken broken topsoil. It's It was amazing to watch the drivers because I'm just thinking, could you imagine going to work every day and driving around on Mars? Hold on, let me imagine that. That's yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's do letters. First letter is from Jean Francois Dumont Rasuline. Can I can I fix oh, that for you? I believe at the, <laughs> he said I Jean. challenge you not to screw up my French Canadian name. Jean. I believe it's Jean Francois Dumont Rousine. Whatever. Anyway, he's got a great <laughs> idea. You know, Elon said there's going to be a special prize for people who stood in line. Um, for their Model 3s. Mm. And he says, i got a simple idea. Just make it free supercharging for life. You don't have to change production. Oh, that's not very complicated. me off, Robert. If that is the case, Robert, and that's I don't remember idea. what your answer was, are you getting a Model 3? Because if not, can I have yours? Because you waited in line. <laughs> I sure did. I was there at like 5 in the morning. Mm. I think that's a genius idea. Uh, we've got a letter He idea. also said PS. What's that? Robert is the smart one. I didn't see that P.S. That's weird. I thought that got deleted from the show notes. But the show would, wouldn't be the same without Mel and Tom's quirks. Yeah, it would just Thank be you. you. <laughs> That'd be boring. <laughs> Good luck with that, Robert. Norman Gray said there's a show called Impossible Engineering, which is doing a thing on the Tesla factory. I haven't seen that, but I would like to. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. P.S.T. Tomorrow, when's tomorrow? Yeah, like I don't last know when week. tomorrow was. I oh, that's a good question. It. I don't know it's when. Just, it's always sent. tomorrow. It actually so, never comes on. It's anyways, always tomorrow. Uh, my guess is uh, do a search for impossible engineering and maybe you can see that or maybe it hasn't happened yet it's hard to know john ford says you uh liberal losers are all (laughs) losing your crap about the fact that the tundra got unfrozen and that those uh seeds that are up there in the great white this was kind of a biting little email i was was so glad i wasn't on the show because it banked it wasn't directed at me it was directed at you two liberal losers well i have one thing to say Uh uh-huh there's so much evidence that it's really sad and astounding. So John, so John wanted to make the point that we're being, we're, you know, we're worried about global warming and stuff, and uh-huh. he uses this as an example. But the entire article is about the fact that the Arctic is warming. That's yeah. the whole point of this article, yeah. John. So I don't know why you're pissed well, off. Well, no, us. but what he's saying no. was we freaked out, right? And by we, I mean you two freaked out <laughs> that the seed vault flooded. Right? There was all this news about the seed vault flooding, the seed vaults flooding, the seed vaults flooding. It turns like, out the seed vault floods every year. Just well, because of the way that it was built, at least the front part of it. This is I, I'm just telling you what John is saying. I, please and report. Then he says uh, uh, he asked you. He demands a retraction from you, Robert. I and I that. say I will wait. Me and me and Mel are going to wait until you give a retraction. Oh so, wait, it's not coming. Don't do it. But I would like to point out, John's still listening. Yeah. Thanks, John. I appreciate your feedback. But let me just tell you that unfortunately, bias. Sneaks into all of our lives, and uh, it was there was question as how do I practice medicine, because bias is so easy, easy to be a victim of bias that we need to be like always vigilant. And so in this case, yes, the seed vault does get water into it in the ante room 
every year or many years, but the volume of water this year was significant. And that's what prompted this report. And so if the question is binary, does water get in? Doesn't water get in? Oh, water gets in every year. Water doesn't get in every year. Yes, water gets in every year. But this year, if you get like 50 liters of water in, and it freezes and you can't walk down the corridor to get to the next door mm-hmm. versus last year you got a little water in just over the doorstep and you just stepped over it. Well, that is a significant difference. Big difference. And that yeah. means, John, there will be no retraction. There will be no retraction. And the whole point of this article and the other articles that are linked to it is the fact that this is a warming trend. And that was the point. And in fact, I threw in an article from the same source, right? So he quoted a, an article that sub, that, that ex- abstracted a Washington Post article. So I throw in another article. We'll put it in the show notes. This one also from the Washington Post, talking about how temperatures in the Arctic are skyrocketing, that there are these fluctuating rises in temperature. And typically they happen maybe every five or 10 years. You get a surge in temperature, uh, a sudden melt, a wetting event. Now, Three times in one year, at least, we've experienced that here. And I just got another quick article flash up while we're talking. The early collapse of the Arctic sea ice is another ominous sign of rapid warming. And they have flyover images where they're going above green, like northwest of Greenland, showing that the ice has changed its morphology in a place not seen before. So, yes, things are warming. We have a lot more carbon. We're in doo-doo right now and to be fair to john yes he does not deny that global warming and climate change is happening it's just he's not just fault. not sure that humans had anything to do with it right? maybe legos has something to do with it tim james <laughs> says uh legos are still made out of oil which is pulled out of the ground and that's that is fine true. we just don't want you to burn the oil as it come out of the ground so you can turn it into a solid structure like a lego and he's fine with it well there's a lot of energy involved in that but i was at the lego store the other day yesterday as a matter of fact in the mall legos. because i'm trying to rebuild a lego volkswagen bus and i'm missing a couple of parts yes so i went in there and asked him how to get some parts and you know if you go to lego land they have a store there mm-hmm. where they have bins hundreds of bins I know. and they had i was going through that place this was years ago and i would go with my family i would go through there and i would be like oh my god a silver two bump lego i've never seen that oh my god yeah. a sword that i've never you know it's like you it's can cool. so geek out there yeah Sundeep Vora says, uh, Perth Gigafactory, but why, Mel? Uh, turns out that only 2% of um, the car is made out of lithium, mm. your S's and your X's. So you really you want to put your Gigafactory next to the other thing that the car's made out of, like uh, aluminum and steel or whatever right. else it's I made out of. I think you wanted it to be in Australia because I, I don't know if anybody has caught on in the last 87 episodes <laughs> plus this one. <laughs> Mel's got a slight Australian accent. Yeah, and so that's the point, mate. Really. Uh, <laughs> I just want Australia to get a Gigafactory so that my, my People can have a gigafactory, and uh, I don't know where they put this. And, of course, where they put gigafactories, I'm sure, is a really interesting analysis, and it involves where you can get uh, lots of different materials. But also, I think it probably has a lot to do with cash. I've got a $5 bill in my hand. Okay. And I would like to make it a wager between the three of us. Oh, boy. I'm reaching for my wallet. As to whether or not where the next gigafactory, what country... Or continent, the next Gigafactory Two is on. Oh, continent I pick makes it even easier. China. Oh well, that, how, I, I pick Asia. I pick the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, country. I pick China because <laughs> I put the five dollars in my hand first. I pick the United States. Wow. Oh. And I don't have five with me right now, but I'm going to pick Australia. 
even though I know I'm going to lose. I'm not gonna South support. America. I have a question, though. I have a question. Yes. I remember back in the old studio. Yes. We put money down. Yes, I still have it. Okay. On, on what? On what? I forgot. <laughs> it was like, how many Model 3s will be produced by, uh, I think it was October and by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to win that's that great. one. So uh, I say Perth. So let's keep moving on here. Um, there's a picture here that oh, somebody put in about- I did. A gigantic non-Tesla gigafactory in China. Multiple gigafactory. You see there's like four gigafactories in this picture. So this, I, I picked this article up as we were reading, reading through the show notes. This is the Industrial Electric Vehicle Park in so, China. This is an InsideEVs.com article. I just wanted yes. to, to give some attribution. Thank you. You're and welcome. in fact, this is only one of three electric vehicle uh, production facilities that are planned Did I just for win? China. No, no, but that's not Tesla. Oh, no. Tesla. Damn it's it. not Tesla. Damn it, I thought this I is just the won. this is the GAC Group, which is uh, uh, named for a region in China, South China. They have a subsidy called the GAC, a subsidiary called the GAC Motor Group, and they are going to invest six and a half billion dollars in a battery and car plant that should be done by 2018. Planning 200,000 electric vehicles. They have a car called the GE3. You can watch it. They have this kind of really splashy eh, uh, product-like announcement. But, it, hey, man, it's an, a battery electric car running on lithium-ion. Go for it, man. This is what Elon wanted. And they're planning seven more uh, battery powered cars either hybrid or plug-in hybrid and that is really cool this looks almost like a theme park i know it looks like <laughs> gigafactory I it theme was park. like disneyland's uh, uh solar theme park next letter is from rudolph jolbert jolbert he's a dutchman so maybe it's rudolph jolbert and he's uh, got this uh, link to a video of a guy that's basically traveling from amsterdam to somewhere in australia in his ev which is pretty cool i haven't watched it yet huh Alejandro, can you, can you get from you float your EV to Australia? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, maybe it's that, uh, you know, amphibious version. Oh, maybe. Uh, Alex Miller. That's what he said to call him. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, what he no, said no, to call no, him. No, no, no. He said Andre his Molero. name is Alexandre Moliero from Portugal. And then he said Mel is going to screw it up. So just call him Alexander Miller. Nice try, Melvis. Hey, uh, mate. And so he says, look, he wants me to keep yelling electric. He says, Tom, you're the smart one. Boom. And you don't need to be the angry one. That is and true. And Robert, uh, please don't feed Mel and Tom. They are dangerous animals. <laughs> that is also very accurate. <laughs> and his real question is, if Tesla decides the first Model 3s coming off the line are pre-configured and you'll have to wait six months to get a custom order, what will you will you people wait? And we've gone through this, I think, nauseam that is ad. Yeah, that is true. Um, I would, if, if this was the case for me specifically right now, I would lease it. Instead of buying it, and then I would just do what I what I was gonna do. Lease like what? <laughs> lease I would lease what? whatever it is, right? So if it's let's whatever just say coming off the, off the line is blue. This for his in his particular thing, he wrote blue paint, black leather heated seats, the big battery, and LED lights. But it's only available in silver. That's weird. I don't know how it's blue paint only available in silver. But whatever. Yes, I'll take the half blue, half silver, first off the line, and I'll lease it. How about unpainted? Sure. Whatever, man. Just okay. give me one. And then what I will say is I'll take a black one with one seat and no supercharging. Let's just make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there's going to be heated seats because they said there weren't going to be heated seats. But at the same time, how do you sell in Norway? 
and other northern cold climates without heated seats. Alex yeah. Miller follows up, because I like to say Alex <laughs> Miller because that's not his name at all, uh, uh, says, you know, we were talking about the 16.5 kilowatt charger. Mm-hmm. Again, the story was there were dual chargers for fast AC charging. Then they went to a single charger system, and instead of being 22 kilowatts, it was 16.5. Yeah. And we were wondering, is that because of battery degradation? He says, no. It turns out that in the superchargers, they have a string of these 11 16.5 kilowatt charges in these superchargers, and this is just a way to make production easier, faster, simpler. So are they basically saying that if I go to a Tesla supercharger, I can crack that thing open and there are 11 of the same type of charges that are in the car? Is that what that means? This other piece of information is uh, if your supercharger dies or your charger dies on your car, don't go to the supercharger and start ripping superchargers out of the thing and trying to put them in your car. This is not a way for you to get free parts, people. There are cameras on those superchargers. Yeah. Well... I don't know. I don't know uh, either. If that's true. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a schematic of a supercharger to play with, but honestly, I didn't look through it. But um, well, maybe I'm not an electrical engineer, so I can't say that I'm really. You're uh, a doctor. Kip Spanbauer says, "Look, with a leak that two Model Three battery options are going to be sixty and seventy-five, which is different than what we spoke about earlier at fifty-five and seventy. Turns out right. leakage is all over the place, um, and that you would therefore be able to get a range between two hundred and fifty <laughs> and three hundred and ten miles." <laughs> It was the leakages all over the I know, place, was, Melvin. Was you, just, you just had to let it, couldn't let it go. Just go like, give him a second to get it out. <laughs> so he asked the question: um, Would it be worth me, you know, upgrading and getting the seventy-five versus the, you know, the smaller battery? And we've sort of talked about this again, nauseam. That is ad. Yes, please stop doing that. And I, for me personally, if it's seven thousand dollars more. I would get the bigger battery if it gets, you know, 60, 70 miles more range because I'm a loser. But do you really need it? You're really going to ask yourself, Must. do I really need it? It's very, very commute specific. I will tell you that right now. For me, get the big battery. Range is awesome. Just charge less. Yeah, you go on a big trip, you just charge less. And also, that's just something – I'll tell you how psychological this is. We've got the X. It's got about 250 miles range when you fully charge it up. Mm-hmm. I've got the S. It's got 300 miles range when mm-hmm. it's fully charged up. It just feels like I've got so much extra room to drive and to get into situations where I maybe can't charge as often as I'd like with just 50 miles more. It's a psychological game. So know, know yourself – I just want more and more range. And then he Kip went on and said, now, in terms of all of these options, you know, the Model mm-hmm. S has 1,500 different types of options and the Model 3 is only going to have 100. He went through the math, made a little graph that says, basically, once you change, like, the roof a few times and once you change the, the size of the wheels, but through math, you come up with lots of options, but it's not really as many options as it appears. And, again, if $7,000 difference for 60 additional miles of range, right, that's not nothing – so, again, it, it's a personal decision to make, but I would say from experience, we have a Tesla with under 200 miles of range, and it's perfectly fine for everything that we've done. William Brown's got a, a – I just want to, I want to thank him for this, uh, for this whatever – Spreadsheet, spreadsheet that shows that you can have 96 variations with just these things. It doesn't include the color of the car, which – I don't know how they're going to keep the choices down below 100, which is what Elon said. Mm. Yeah. William Brown says he's been reading um, Ashley Vance's um, book about Elon Musk, and he just wanted Highly to share recommend. with us this quote. It's a really good book. I quite enjoyed it, too. Available audiobook. And he says this, uh, after noting that Dr. Musk's grand vision is to colonize Mars, for example, he writes, 
He is pos- he is the possessed genius on the grandest quest anyone has ever concocted. He's less of a CEO chasing riches than a general marshalling the troops to secure victory. While Zuckerberg wants to help you share your baby photos, Musk wants to, well, you know, save the planet from its own self-imposed or accidental annihilation. Take that, Zuckerberg. Zing. Oof, I agree. I think it's great. And that's what keeps many of us uh, as avidly involved. Now, Brandon, and please somebody pronounce this for me. Oaklers. Oakers. He puts the phonetic spelling at the bottom of the letter. Yeah. It's Brandon Oakers. Oakers. Okay. He's got a Model X. He's waiting for Model Three, and he's sort of just sort of basically generally chatting about it. But I ask him this: What seating did you get in your Model X? Because I would just yeah. like to bring this up as a point of uh, pissiness. You know how I feel about the Elfingland oh, doors. Not again. Oh. The wife uh, has the X. She drives around. She really likes it. Mm-hmm. Except the Elfingland doors hit her again. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other, again. Again. But the thing that's really ticking her off right now is like, I can't fold those seats and I can't get crap into this car like I used to be able to with a similarly sized SUV. What is the deal with the inability to fold those seats? Just a reminder, if you're getting an X and you're hoping to get a lot of stuff in that X. Get the five seat version. Get the five seat folding down version. Do not get the non-folding version. It destroys the amount of cargo space in that car. Have you, Mel Herbert, contacted Tesla to see if you can reconfigure that row of seats. Ooh. Oh, I'm sure that I can do anything with a right amount of cash. Pull those seats out. Put the new seats in. I'll just wait to the least to be up. It's not like it's one of those first world problems. You have this spectacularly beautiful mm-hmm. car and it doesn't have as much space as yeah. you want. This whole show yeah. is you and your first world problems. Why should I this want, one be any different? I want to take a $120,000 car and haul crap around. In it. <laughs> I want uh, Do you have the tow package on your ex? Yes. Can we... Can we tow your S around? I think that'd be super fun. <laughs> what, are, what do I look like? Beyond you? No. Rick Wilson said, you know, you were talking about this uh, 100-year-old electric car from episode 87. Turns out that he's seen one in Jay Leno's garage. Mm. That The coolest part is he got into Jay Leno's garage. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Jay. Jay, hello. You guys want to go? Jay, I know you listen to the show. Of course he does. Bring us over. We're going to do an episode in the garage. I know a guy. Oh, Tom yeah? thinks he can get us into Jay Leno's garage. I do actually know a guy. Let's get some video cameras can, and go. Can we go see Jay's I'll garage? send him an email. See what happens. We could do Talking Tesla with Jay from the garage. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> like I'm not, If we got Jay Leno guy, on this does show. Does Jay really want to talk to us? If we got Jay Leno on this show, we would have one billion listeners. You have a guy. I do have a guy. A very uh, a, good a gentleman who was at one point a very good friend of mine. I just haven't seen him in a few years, but I can guarantee you, if I saw him again, we would uh, we would we would chat as if we had n- had no time apart. Could you? I'll make it. I'll see guy. what I can. I've got an even better idea. Yeah. Since I'm now tweeting with Elon, let's uh-huh. just get Elon to come. Tweelon. with Jay Leno, and we all just hang out and. You know the show's over when we start this kind of <laughs> fantasizing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it was Talking Tesla. Tom's back. We're so glad to have you back, Tom. Are you really? Robert, are you glad to have me back? I give you a big hug, dude. Oh. My name's Mel Herbert. He's uh, Robert. It's Tom. It's Boom. Talking Tesla. And guess what? It's long again. You know why? Because Tom's back. It's Tom's Tom. back. It's all Tom's fault. in the house. <laughs> Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo Incorporated. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenberg. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes. And produced by C.C. Herbert and Mel Herbert. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash Talking Tesla. To find our referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes.